and welcome to the Frontier Strategy Group podcast series. FSG is the leading information services provider for emerging market executives. We partner with business leaders and more than 200 multinationals by providing them with research, analytical tools, and data that help power their emerging market business strategies. Today we'll have a conversation about the outlook for Turkey for 2015. My name is Martina Bozajeva and I'm the head of uh, research for Europe, Middle East and Africa. And I'm joined here today uh, by Zeynep Kosereysoğlu, who is our Turkey analyst. As a reminder, some of the research we will uh, discuss in our conversation and all of our other content is available via our portal at portal.frontierstrategygroup.com. Now, um, Zeynep, of course, 2015 is starting off very volatile globally, um, not just in EMEA, and Turkey is not no exception to that. Let's talk about security first, because they're having some problems in the eastern part of the country associated with um, uh, with Syria. Uh, I'm just wondering, has there been any improvement, or is the security situation actually deteriorating? Yes, you're rightly bringing up this concern, Martina, after approximately 40 people were killed in late 2014 in eastern Turkey. And after a few calm weeks, we've actually seen clashes uh, pick up in, in eastern Turkey, for example in the city of Şırnak lately, between the Kurdish uh, factions and uh, fundamentalist Islamist groups that have been gaining a bit more uh, confidence with their increased relations with the Islamic State in uh, northern Syria and Iraq. Now. Um, before, these um, sorts of security issues were um, more concentrated in the East. However, in early 2015, just in the beginning of the year, we've seen a few incidents in Istanbul. Uh, we've seen a bombed attack in, uh, in the center of Istanbul against uh, police officers, and also we, have saw, we saw a second suicide attack in a touristic um, region of Sultan Ahmed in Istanbul again. So, we have not heard of any definitive um, relation between these attacks and Islamic State yet. The government, however, just to um, reassure our clients, will take these threats very seriously as they cannot afford a rise in, in violence ahead of elections. So um, it will only be up to the capability of the government to contain them, not their willingness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, well, Turkey will be in the news for better or for worse uh, with some of these problems, I imagine. Now, uh, going on to the economy, some of our clients have uh, mentioned that they're experiencing relatively muted demand. Um, consumers not being particularly confident, and generally the economy seems to be in um, uh, in a stalling phase right now. Uh, is that substantiated by the macroeconomic fundamentals, and how likely is it to continue through the rest of the year? Yes, yes, Martina. This these uh, feedback that we're getting from our clients, from some of our clients, is substantiated by the macroeconomic environment. We, as we enter 2015. Turkey's recent figures show a significant slowdown in uh, consumption, in new investments, a slight slowdown in production, industrial production, um, and what has been carrying the Turkish economy in 2014, mainly exports and government spending, um, will be vital in again carrying uh, some of the growth in 2015. However, we need to, to um, recognize that exports in late 2014, the latest figures that we have, have actually shown a significant decline. Uh, a decrease, uh, shall we say, a, an annual decrease in exports. And this will be more and more on our radar, looking uh, especially as the uh, economic health of the Eurozone is persistently not picking up. And it will become more important uh, for um, 
Turkey's exporters to see a pickup in, in Europe next year. So in terms of the outlook for um, consumer demand and these more macro um, growth expectations that we have, it will mainly depend on uh, lower oil prices um, and uh, whether the positive impacts of, that we can get from there will be actually balanced off by continued um, high prices in food um, and a, de a depreciated currency uh, as well as the geopolitical risks that we are seeing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, there have been discussions about some emerging markets benefiting from oil prices uh, and it seems like in the case of Turkey, to some extent it might be helpful, but in others it may be cancelled out by other factors. Um, is there any outlook that if oil prices remain quite low, at some point it's going to trickle into consumer spending? Yes, decline in oil prices is of course a very beneficial for any oil uh, importer. And um, slowly, very slowly, we are seeing uh, a slight improvement in uh, the increase in transportation costs. So the transportation costs are still increasing but at a slower rate. And this is a, a positive effect uh, positive impact on Turkey. However, we need to again manage our expectations in terms of how much this can trickle down into um, a consumer budget, especially as we see persistently high food prices and the Turkish lira um, having been depreciated quite uh, significantly compared to last year. We are seeing the lira uh, stabilize at the moment, but there are still risks for further depreciation in 2015. and. Um, looking at the structure of Turkish production, uh, which depends highly of course on energy imports but also on overall imports of intermediary goods, the impact of the Turkish lira's depreciation could actually balance out some of the effects of the decline in oil prices. And, and then I guess another question that I have for you is, uh, just thinking about um, the sentiment on the ground, you were just in Turkey a few days ago speaking with uh, government officials and some business people, what is the mood on the ground? Well, it, let's say it's a little bit of a mixed environment in Turkey at the moment. Uh, we are uh, continuing to see this uh, wait-and-see approach uh, in terms of uh, monitoring the political environment and the economic environment uh, by businesses. But on the one hand, there are hopes and expectations, uh, and actually, let's say, demands that after the 2015 elections, they will be more focused on economic growth by the government and hopefully uh, a shift away from a dense political agenda to a more uh, economy-focused agenda where um, the environment, the operating environment for businesses and the overall macroeconomic environment will become uh, much healthier. Uh, however, we need to understand that the definition of stability uh, in our traditional sense is changing slightly in Turkey and uh, executives are still concerned about a few issues even though they are aware of the um, very high likelihood of the AKP, uh, the current ruling government, to win in the upcoming elections. Um, the Who the new economic management team will be, um, how they will restructure uh, or the economy in the next four years will be very important for businesses in terms of where the focus of the government will be. Uh, whether Turkey will move to a presidential system after the elections will be very important for all sectors of society, including businesses, because this will make a significant change in the decision-making process of the government. And uh, as we are seeing increasingly uh, centralization of decision-making already, this will become more and more important uh, if Turkey moves into a presidential system. And uh, lastly, uh, certain executives are, are watching Turkey's foreign policy, especially those executives that have an interest in either exporting or businesses that are exporting outside of Turkey. And uh, Turkey's role in not only strengthening stability in the region, but also its specific relations with certain Middle Eastern countries, as well as now uh, Russia and, and Europe, um, will be vital in increasing the opportunities for Turkey's exporters in an environment that is economically not very um, 
conduce to higher exports at the moment. Mm -hmm. And uh, also there seem to be some uh, changes in the legislative system, in regulations for businesses that are coming out of nowhere and are surprising a lot of companies. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the context? Why is this happening and what is the bigger agenda that the government is looking to pursue? Yes, well we are in seeing an increasing worry or concern about the unpredictability of the legal environment in Turkey. Uh, in terms of the speed in the regulatory changes that we are seeing, in terms of uh, lack of warnings or consultative processes that the government is um, having with uh, the private sector or not having with the private sector, let's say. And um, these ch changes in regulation relate to a few um, areas. Of course, um, a rise in imports, preferential treatment of certain goods in the government tenders, and uh, just changes in sector-specific regulations. And these all, these all these different types of changes point to one effort by the government, and that is to increase local production. And uh, why is that so important for them? It seems to be a recurrent trend through late 2014 and now going into 2015 again. Um, how do you see this localization requirement evolving? Well, uh, there are a few reasons why the government has recently increased its efforts to uh, force businesses to localize in Turkey. The, the main reason is, of course, Turkey's large current account deficit. Uh, the second one is a slowdown in Turkey's uh, growth overall and production levels. And of course the third one, the subsequent increase in unemployment in Turkey. So looking at all these three, the government is seeing that um, the, a way to solve these problems would be to increase um, local production, local manufacturing. Um, the first reason, of course, the high current account deficit, Turkey's manufacturing is highly based on intermediary imports and that is making Turkey vulnerable to uh, fluctuations in its currency, um, to um, prices, to global prices in terms of um, goods that are being imported. As FSG, we are expecting Turkey's outlook in the next few years to remain at a moderate um, growth, moderate but stable growth, and the Turkish government is also seeing this kind of, a, uh, of, the, of the Turkish economy being stuck in low growth. And one way for the Turkish economy to improve this environment um, is to increase local production. So can you give some examples about these new regulations? Is it all um, restrictions or are there incentives as well? Well, there are um, a few ways that the government is attempting to increase uh, localization. The one is simply increasing tariffs for certain imports. And these certain imports um, are not necessarily specified um, in its entire detail yet, but we do know that imports will increase for goods that are used in manufacturing, that are uh, intermediary goods. And slowly these um, changes will be uh, implemented in terms of higher tariffs and different goods take different priority. However, one problem with that we are facing and that other businesses in Turkey are facing is the lack of visibility into which sectors will be targeted first, which uh, goods will be targeted first. We do know that low-level uh, and mid-level technology products that could potentially be produced within Turkey will, be, will take higher priority in terms of higher tariffs. On the other hand, we also see a preferential treatment of, again, uh, industrial goods, healthcare goods, um, healthcare products, medical devices, um, and many types of goods that uh, can potentially be produced within Turkey uh, to be um, prioritized in government tenders uh, and to be given uh, a better price, uh, specifically 15% higher prices to those companies that are producing these goods within Turkey um, and who are participating in these tenders. Now, these might pose some risks 
for um, companies. However, there are also the government is also trying to balance out these risks in one way and to encourage uh, and help and uh, support businesses that will be ex that will be willing to produce in Turkey, that will be willing to invest in R and D um, developments within Turkey. The government is um, planning out uh, and to increase the existing incentive packages that it has, and also provide new and specific incentives for increased production within Turkey, uh, especially production that will be then targeted to exporting out of Turkey as well, and also um, specific packages for companies that will be investing in R&D plants within Turkey. And uh, just to clarify one thing, so tariffs are increasing for products that are already being produced in Turkey, not for products that theoretically could one day be produced in Turkey. Um, no, products that are already being produced in Turkey and that could theoretically be produced in Turkey. Uh -huh. So this is a preliminary list that the government is trying to come up with in terms of what could theoretically be produced in Turkey with the current technological capabilities of the country. So in some cases that might just result in goods that are not being produced in Turkey becoming more expensive? Uh, exactly, in the short term. I see. However, the government will make sure to minimize the risk on inflation in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, so it will try to um, target those um, goods that could quickly be started to be produced in Turkey. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. So, uh, a lot of very different things going on in the business environment. What are multinationals focusing on right now from an executional perspective? Well, um, I think when we look at the environment that they are, they are in right now, there are a few factors that they need to take into consideration. And when I've spoken to uh, some of the executives in Turkey, I'm getting the increasing sense that uh, those companies that are watching the Turkish lira closely uh, when in relation to this macroeconomic environment and that are preparing for volatility are actually becoming more successful in keeping their profitability losses at a minimum, at least keeping some of their um, expectations uh, and their performances uh, quite much more aligned than those who have not been preparing for some volatility in the lira. On the other hand, uh, I, I think it's very important to ensure that local partners, teams and distributors are having a good relationship with local authorities. We see a lot of executives trying to increase their um, relationship with authorities that could give them a bit more visibility into the new regulations that could come out in the next few months. And especially also in terms of uh, the treatments that they could be receiving in government tenders. We are also seeing that uh, in light of the recent slowdown in the consumption in 2014, um, companies who are preparing more to um, diversify the um, channels that they're reaching their customers, also the, the variety of customer groups that they're uh, targeting uh, to be um, more successful in supporting some of their um, sales um, targets in, in Turkey at the moment. So um, this may be a time for companies to assess how they can take advantage of these emerging government policies, how they can um, try to change their presence in terms of um, the strategies they, they use, if they can make use of incentives, if, they, if localization will make sense for them in, in uh, decreasing some of their costs. So a complicated environment, but still there are strategies that can help multinationals be successful in it, especially since Turkey seems to be becoming more prominent on the radar of EMEA heads who are struggling with a slowdown in Russia and are looking to potentially compensate for some of the slowdown in Russia by increasing performance in Turkey. Um, 
for this, uh, we conclude our podcast. We thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Zainab, for the interesting conversation. For any FSG research on Turkey, you can find that on our portal at portal.frontierstrategygroup.com. If you would like a conversation or a presentation on Turkey uh, for you or your team, uh, just reach out to your client relationship director and we'll be happy to organize that. This concludes our podcast. We wish you great outperforming performance in the emerging markets.